hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 35. I'm your host, pain specialist, I should say pain relief specialist, and mind-body expert, Molly Jaker. Hi, how are you? So today we're going to talk about something fun. (laughs) Fun in this world. We're going to talk about how your mental and emotional parts of yourself can have a real impact on your physical structure. And we're going to talk about how you can have some kind of imperfection or quote unquote abnormality, which I don't know what that even is, in your physical structure and not have pain. Now, I know I've talked about that a couple of different times, (laughs) once or twice, but I'm going to talk about it as always, from a little bit of a different angle, and I think you're going to like it. But I think you're really going to love this piece about the physical being impacted by the mental and the emotional parts of yourself. Before I jump into that topic, I want to share with you an awesome, amazing, truly wonderful story that is so simple. which is about one of my clients who I have been working with for a very short time. We've seen each other five times on Zoom. That's it. And when we first started talking, this person didn't even have it on their radar that there was a possibility that they could live without pain. It wasn't even in their frame of reference. And they had been living with pain for over 10 years, 10 years ago-ish. Okay, so maybe it's not exact, but it's around 10 years, a long time, long time. Um, They had um, this kind of incident that a lot of you might recognize where everything was more or less fine in their world at the time. And one day this pain started to come on and then over a series of, I don't know, maybe it was like 24 hours or or a couple days, it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where they were basically immobile in their back um, because the pain was so high. And they were given, when they went in, they were given a diagnosis. They were given a diagnosis of, now I'm not actually going to remember this term off the bat. What is it? It's where... Okay, I'm not even going to tell you what the diagnosis is. I'm just going to tell you the physical sort of um, issue. So it's where the disc in between two vertebrae has not only like, it's not just a bulging disc or a, a herniated disc, but it's actually broken off. And there's a piece of the disc like kind of in on its own, kind of hanging out in that space sounds painful, doesn't it? It sounds scary. Oh my goodness. So when they told me about it, I actually hadn't heard of this particular diagnosis. I hadn't come across it. 
which there's always stuff out there. I always come, you know, every several months or so, something new comes to my doorstep. And I was like, oh, okay, right. Well, hmm, let me just, um, let me just check and make sure because even I am not immune to being, to that squeamish factor of like, ooh, oh my goodness, ouchie, that does not sound good. That sounds very scary <laughs> or whatever. You know, even I am a human with a human body and even I am susceptible to those kinds of feelings. Thankfully, I know more than to just stay there. So I went home and typed into my computer and sure enough, within less than a minute, I found a number of different resources that talked about people who were fine with this diagnosis and no procedure. They just were fine, right? Over time, they got better, pain went away. That is one potential trajectory. Unfortunately, most people with whatever serious sounding diagnosis they get go down the other trajectory or get kind of like, you know, shoveled off onto this other trajectory where it's like, oh, that's serious. We need to do a medical procedure. We need to do blah, 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 blah. Very serious, very scary, very painful. So, of course, in this five weeks, this person had zero medical procedures <laughs> And they had already determined that they did not want any more surgery, even though that was being recommended. And so they were experiencing sort of the potential of having to live with these symptoms for the rest of their life. And at the time we meant there were other pain symptoms that were starting to emerge for them. So that's where they were when we met. And in our fifth session, this is what they reported back to me, that they went into their doctor and filled out, you know, the survey that you often have to fill out for some kind of annual, you know, how are you doing? What's up with you? Blah, 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 blah. And they really didn't have to tick anything for the first time in a long ass time. And this is what they said to their doctor, you know? There's really nothing wrong with me. What? Isn't that amazing? There's really nothing wrong with me. And you know what's so awesome is that when they related back the story to me, I could tell that it was like a revelation. It was like, oh, gosh, I'm here in this place where normally I have to follow up with all kinds of treatments, but, you know, this time, it's different. Huh, interesting. What's different is that now, there's really nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was exciting, but it was also, and this is what I want to point out too and why I kind of want to celebrate it, is that it was, I don't, in some ways, because we are adaptable and we just adapt to our experience every single day, we're adapting, it almost didn't land as utterly extraordinary for them. And let me just mention, this doesn't mean that this person doesn't still have some pain issues that they're dealing with. They're not like doing 5K runs, not that they would anyway, but <laughs> they still have the, some of their physical symptoms. 
They don't suffer from their physical symptoms nearly as much, and they see that their physical symptoms are getting better. So they claim in their self-concept that there's nothing wrong with them because they've been able to identify that at such a deep and clear level that they're able to sit in that con- in that context, the doctor's office, and state really simply and clearly, you know, there's really nothing wrong with me. So that person is on a path, and they have confidence and an inner knowing in themselves that they're moving in that direction. And I want to share this with you because it's so possible for anyone who wants to reclaim agency in their life with their health and their body. It's not that this person has zero pain sensations in their body and they're just like perfect, everything's perfect and they have no struggle or challenge. No, it's that in their self-concept, they are clear that there's really nothing wrong with them and they have agency to take action around the areas of their life where they want to have a different experience, right? So with their pain issues, instead of, you know, I have no power, I'm a patient, this sucks, my life is, I'm scared, my life is going downhill, It's like, no, I can take ownership over this. I can take action around this. I have my brain to work with. I know where to go and I'm going in that direction. And eventually moving on that path, I have absolute confidence that that person will get to a place where they have many pain-free days, weeks, months, 100%. Because I already see that happening. They already see that happening and are experiencing that. So it is definitely a process. It is definitely a trajectory. But you can have agency in that process. So this is, I thought, a great start, a great way to start this episode about physical issues because... Like I said, so the, they told me that their first procedure that they had, the surgeon removed a piece of disc like the size of their like thumb knuckle, a big chunk that was there, just there, like floating around. And that apparently that's, you know, another one. That's the, the next procedure that was being recommended. Remove more floating disc. <laughs> it sounds so, it just sounds you know, painful. It sounds like it would be painful. But guess what? You can live with these kinds of structural issues and not experience pain because there is a difference between your physical structure and the pain that you feel in your body. There are two really good books that I'm thinking of that I want to mention here. It's stories that are in actually just the first chapter of these books um, that would be of interest to you. So the first book is by someone called Norman Deutsch, and it is called The Brain's Way of Healing. And the first chapter relates a pretty amazing story about one woman's recovery from severe chronic, like severe immobile spending hours, almost like her entire life in a hot tub because anywhere else was too painful. Um, so going from that to being fine. And then another one without any, any work 
any physical work in her body, no structural work. And the other book I'm going to recommend to you is called Cured by Jeffrey Rediger, Dr. Jeffrey Rediger. And in that book, he talks about the story of a woman who's been diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which for the vast majority of people who have that is a horrible, almost life, life sentence for pain. And it's, yeah, it's pretty challenging diagnosis for most people. This particular woman was able to move beyond it in some pretty incredible ways. And it, ha- it does have a direct impact on your physical structure. So those are the two kind of stories that I want to recommend to you to consider. Check it out. Your library probably has these books. You don't even have to buy them. You can just go get them at the library and read these sections. So as a young person, as a young adult, I started to get really curious about this connection that I seem to see but not understand between the way that somebody held themselves in their body and their outlook on life and how they showed up for their life and things about their their physical posture, their physical presence. And there was something about this relationship that seemed to, um, you know, correlate directly, but it was so, I knew that it wasn't straightforward, that it was so quite complex and detailed, and that I didn't fully understand it. You could kind of see some things, but I wanted to understand it more intimately. And this question, this query kind of fueled me as an artist when I back when I was doing performance art and then also in my work as a practitioner working with people and trying to kind of decipher this secret code <laughs> between someone's physical presence and their life outlook and not only their life outlook but their perspective right how they perceived the world and interacted with it If you think about it, it's really not that mysterious or hard to untangle this effect or this um, impact of our thoughts and our perception on our physical body. I think what seems complex about it is that for so so many of us, we have a really hard time sensing it happening in real time in ourselves because it's just our experience of the world, right? It's like, oh, the sun is shining. And we either, you know, put our hands over our face or we <laughs> turn our hands and palms upward to get catch the sun, <laughs> right? What, depending on what we're thinking about or feeling in ourselves, it has that kind of impact, but we don't notice it. We don't, we aren't observing and watching ourselves all the time, right? We're experiencing our experience. And the fact is that it's so complex because it's happening all the time in these little tiny detailed moments and they're infinitesimal (laughs) in their sort of scope they're tiny and there's many multiple um, pieces that are involved so in that sense they're complex but when you look at the broader picture it isn't and so that's what we're going to kind of focus in on today And what makes this possible to understand really is your ability 
to conceptualize that they are distinct parts of yourself, your emotions, your thoughts, your physical body, and we'll add today your nervous system. So yes, all of those things in one way are exactly the same thing. (laughs) They are all you and there's no beginning or end to any of these parts of yourself. And yet we can still go through this exercise of conceptualizing that they are separate so that we can kind of see how they can influence each other. So with your physical body, if you have a thought or a feeling or a way of being in yourself that you have over time, it's going to mean that you have that thought pattern or that emotional pattern impacting on your life many, many times over many, many hours, over many, many days, over many, many weeks, months, and years. And that after living with whatever thought or emotional patterns that you have for a number of usually decades, it's going to have a visible impact on your body. It's going to have a, an actual effect that you can see in your musculature. There's a really wonderful example of this in this person. Dan Buglio is somebody in this space who talks a lot about um, this connection, mind-body syndrome and mind-body pain. And there's this amazing picture, if you look around online, you can find of his spine where he started and then where he is now. And the spine where he started is like got this crazy scoliosis going on. And he has one hip that's like way higher than the other. And you can see this big curve in his spine. And then the picture that is more current of his spine, there is much more equal distribution. And his body is, you know, more symmetrical. I highly recommend you kind of fish around online, see if you can find those photos. If, if I find a link, I'll put it in the show notes. Anybody can see this big difference, the, the, the before and the after that span a number of years. What's amazing is that during these years, he wasn't doing anything physical to himself to correct this structural, quote unquote, issue. He had pain, but he was only focusing on the mind-body work that he now teaches. So doing the emotional and the psychological work and staying physical. He wasn't retracting from life. He was intentionally, purposefully continuing being out present and physical and moving in his life while he was doing the emotional and the psychological work. And in that time, his body changed. His body changed because his mind changed, because his emotional patterns changed, because his self-concept evolved. And over time, his physical structure also evolved to be more in line with what was happening on a psychological and emotional level in his mind-body system. So 
a lot of people do have physical, structural things that they can see that other people can diagnose. And perhaps that is related to their pain, but the source is not that physical, structural issue. That's the key difference here that we're clarifying, that there can be a relationship, but that the source or the cause is not the structural issue itself. Because here's the key thing, like this is how we can understand this, is that your muscles are controlled by your nervous system. Your muscles are controlled by your nervous system. And your nervous system is affected by your thinking and your emotional state of being. It's not affected as sort of to the core by where your muscles are in space or what's going on with your muscles. Underlying every movement or action that you take is your thought about it, is your thinking, is your orientation your perspective, your life outlook, these more core parts of yourself, such as your self-concept. So that's why we go there to deal with even structural issues. We deal with the psychological and the emotional because that's the root. And that's where you go to get that transformative change through all the layers of yourself. You go to the root. Now, as you'll find if you go look in those books that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, you can have physical structural issues that continue to be present that don't change, but you change the way your nervous system responds or interacts with your physical body by dealing with your thinking and your emotional life, your emotional body. So even if you have something structurally, oh, what's the word? I don't even know what word to use because if I say wrong or abnormal or imperfect, then that kind of goes against what I'm wanting to say. But you know what I mean. If you have something that is a structural issue to a degree, then you can get to a place where you can have that structural issue and not have pain because you've worked with your nervous system. Because you've done the rewiring and the retraining in the area of yourself where pain lives, where pain is produced, which is your nervous system. And of course, the way that you impact on your nervous system is to create a sense of safety, to create a state of safety in yourself. And that, of course, has so much to do with your thinking has so much to do with your emotions. If you are stressed, if you have things that you're hung up on, if you have ongoing concerns and worries that you aren't able to tie off and deal with and move beyond, of course they're going to create stress and tension in your muscles. And of course that, that stress and tension is not only going to affect your physiology, but it's going to, if you have a tight, if your pattern is to, tighten your right shoulder and, and your trapezius when you are stressed out about something and you visit that pattern consistently or daily and you don't really get to the bottom of it, 
of course that's going to start to pull on your spine. Of course it's going to pull on your ribs and or as parts of your or shoulder. Of course it's going to create those structural uh, shapes and affect your posture, but not because there's something wrong with your spine or your trapezius or your shoulder joint itself, but because there's that underlying pattern of stress and tension coming from your psychological or mental or emotional parts of yourself, right? So that's why we deal with the, those parts. And that's why we often say that the physical pain symptoms or thinking about what's wrong with your body is a distraction. It's taking you away from addressing the root cause. And in some ways, some of you might identify with this, some, some of you not so much, but for some people, that is certainly a safer place, feels safer to do, like feels safer to focus on what's physically wrong than going to the heart of what is emotionally challenging for you. The emotional root feels more difficult to address for a lot of people. And I get it. 100%. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. The pain issues that don't go away feel extraordinarily frustrating and debilitating. But when you think about, oh, I'm going to like pay attention to my shoulder and try and fix my shoulder, it's annoying. But then when you compare that to, oh, I'm going to visit this thing that's on my heart that actually this like level of mom guilt that I have about something that I did or didn't do all these years with my kid. Like, oof, which one feels easier to deal with? <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, it's a lot easier to spend a lot of time focusing on what might be wrong with your shoulder, right? Than going to the heart, the core. And of course, the separate issue, separate podcast being that when you actually go and are willing to go to the heart or the core issue, you realize that it is not scary, that in fact it is wonderful, relieving, and joyous, not scary, but that it feels scary at first. It feels insurmountable to so many of us. Thus, pain offers a convenient distraction that we get lost in, that we want to continue coming back to, come back to, come back to, come back to, ruminating on, yeah? And some of you might also recognize this other factor, which is simply just that maybe you don't have anything at least that you can recognize or um, point to that's big on your heart. Maybe you don't have anything like that. Maybe you're like, my life is pretty good. I had a pretty good childhood. I don't have a lot of big, huge issues that I feel like I have to deal with. Maybe you don't. There are people like that. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. What you might discover is something more like a pattern of being, a pattern of behavior that keeps you from accessing certain parts of yourself in a way that is freely expressive, that there are still little patterns or ways of holding yourself 
that keep you from being fully expressive, that kind of keep you a little bit hedged in. You might find something like that. Or you might find something like there was a physical event. Maybe there was a car crash. This is a really common one where you had a physical event and just didn't, were not able to process that physical event fully through all the different levels of your system. So there's a part of your nervous system that's holding on to a sense of fear around that physical event, like a car crash, right? So maybe like pretty emotionally solid and you feel really great in your life and that there's this one little piece that is more about your nervous system than about having like whiplash still be an actual problem. It's not the whiplash, it's the memory that's been fixed in your nervous system around that part of your body or that uh, incident itself. That's what needs processing. It always goes back to the nervous system. Always. It always does. Unless you have like a broken bone, like literally. (laughs) Or you've had an injury and it's only been like, it's been less than six weeks, right? Something like that. Or, you know, if you have sometimes autoimmune issues, of course, if you have another kind of current health issue or illness going on, yeah, there are other things that create pain symptoms. But if pain is your primary symptom, it always comes back to the nervous system, not your physical body. And with that, you can move forward to say, you know what? My physical body is doing freaking awesome. (laughs) Like seriously, we do not give ourselves credit because we're not doing any work, right? We're not, we don't see all of the wonderful things that are actually going down right now. Like all of the things that our body is doing well, it's doing really well, the vast majority of things, right? There's just a few, maybe a few areas where we need a little tune up. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to tune in and tune up. And every person who has a nervous system can do that. Every person who has a nervous system can teach, rewire, learn, and embody changes at the level of the nervous system that have an impact on your physical body. Certainly that have an impact on your pain sensation and pain levels. This is part of this and understanding this is a huge part of the process of rewiring your brain around these issues. Listening to this podcast, listening to this information, letting yourself take it in and then take it back out into your life. Pay attention to where your own thoughts go. Where does your brain want to take you? Pay attention to that and then pay attention to the emotional effects. Pay attention to the emotional state that you may or may not be in and how that affects where you go with your thinking, right? So pay attention to the interplay between these different parts of yourself. Pay attention to your emotional experience or state of being and how that affects your pain sensation. Pay attention to when you are having pain sensations, how that affects your thinking. And then where do you have agency in all of these? 
in all of these layers of yourself? Where do you have agency? And where can you or how can you exercise that agency? That, those are the questions that you want to be asking yourself. That's the area of potential. That's, that's it right there. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for my client. Let's all celebrate how awesome that is that somebody could be with 10 years of pain, have this diagnosis hanging over their head potentially for the rest of their life, and then one day wake up, walk into their doctor's office and say, you know what? There's really nothing wrong with me. Hell yeah. (laughs) And here's what I'm going to leave you with an invitation to say the very same words for yourself. There's really nothing wrong with me. I invite you to try it a number of times and see where it takes you. Make sure you stay tuned for a few announcements and I'll talk to you soon. my friends just a couple of announcements on friday august 26th there is going to be a free workshop i'm going to give on how to take your power back that's right how to take your power back it's a thing and it has a real impact when it comes to resolving chronic pain issues also you might have heard me talk about how i am interviewing people with pain issues who are creative, independent thinkers, who are functional, and you've tried a lot of things, you're sick and tired of the options that are being offered you, and you want to dive deeper. Just an interview, I want to chat with you and find out what's lacking, what you want, and what you need. And if you're interested in participating in this project alongside 49 other awesome people, I would love to speak with you. Please let me know. You can send me an email at molly at movetonourish.com or find me on Facebook and you can message me there. It's all over my Facebook page and in the Facebook group. So lots of different ways to reach out to me. Also, of course, on Instagram. So if you would like to participate, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, I have a very few limited spaces that I'm opening right now. Uh, I'm I'm working toward building a group program. So hang out if you want to stay in the loop for that and wait for that. I would love to have you in that as well. But if you want to work with me one-on-one and you want that sooner than later, then feel free to reach out for me and we'll have a chat and find out if this is something that will work for you. And you can have the same kinds of results as my other clients are having. Amazing, exciting, and who knows, maybe in a few weeks you'll be on the podcast (laughs) with me talking about your exciting results that just send me over the moon with happiness and joy and excitement. All right. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon.